welcome everybody. We uh, what's up? We are Cinema Studs. It's a nice, intimate little podcast today. Uh, we are recording live from the land of the Kumiai, Ipai Tipai, Okutio, uh, Puya Kumpecha, sunny San Diego. I am your host, Valente Martinez, the Chicano Stud. And uh, go ahead, y'all. Take it away. I'm Alonso Martinez. And I'm Lucia Elena Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> Our residential artist and uh, our uh, cinema star Lolo. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about what are we here to talk about, y'all? I don't know. I forgot the movie. Um, hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's cheer and see how people are. <laughs> Lucia, uh, you don't have a whole lot of time, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, just, uh, let's just converse. First time seeing it ever? Heard about it? I've literally never heard about it until you told us like a few weeks ago. Oh would never, it's like not on my radar at all. I don't think it would ever be on my radar because uh-huh. the short, my short spiel of it is that this is a movie not catered to me. Okay. It is not a movie catered to the girls, gays, and days. <laughs> um, it's very male fantasy. It's very male audience. And to prove my point that it's male audience, the first, because I we watched it, I watched it on Tubi for free. Uh the first ad I got was for a discreet erectile dysfunction medica- medication mail order service. So that that should tell you who it's catered for. Oh my God. um yeah. I'm I'm pretty much gonna tear into it like I did for Batman and Versus Superman, because go for it. Go for it. Well, 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 it, well, it just had no appeal for me, but at the same time, okay. Oh, sorry, you got cut off. What do you say? Yeah, what was your biggest gripe so far? So we could like, yeah, it's like dialogue driven, you know. Oh, for sure. Um, well, let's start with the supporting cast. So for the women, the few women that show up in this film, ergo primarily our sexy lady scientist who's like supposed to be the wife of our very amnesiac main character. Um, she is giving sexy scientist love interest, but not like I'm an actual scientist. It just looks like they grabbed a model, put her in heels and gave her a lab coat. Versus, like, this is a woman who, like, knows how to make bionicle, you know, automaton men and is, like, super smart and, like, intelligent. It was also kind of, like, sci-fi Frankenstein, but instead of it being Dr. Frankenstein with his experiment, it was actually author Mary Shelley with her experiment. And she actually, like, fell in love with the experiment. Mm -hmm. But, like, even then... So, like, she was more, like, sexy love interest and not really giving anything except, like, telling us what we're supposed to do as, like, the first-person camera view. Um, And I'll stop her there, but, like, yeah, the supporting cast was, like, eh. And also the extras didn't do a very good job of acting like they were in the movie. Even Charlotte Copley? Hmm? Even Charlotte Copley from District 9? Oh, I didn't see. I didn't even finish it. I didn't even see it. I caught the. (laughs) This is the thing. I know it's such a shock. I didn't finish, you guys. But so, like, I was hooked in the beginning when Tim Roth makes his appearance as like the you know like gripey mechanic, and I was like, okay, I love Tim Roth. Like, this seems like a good movie. Um, And then we have our whole like waking up in the cryo chamber 
Um, and for audiences who may be listening to this episode without watching the movie, this whole movie is shot from like as if like a first person shooter video game. So the camera is the main character. Um, it was giving me a lot of motion sickness at times because there's just too much head shaking and the fishbowl lens, sorry, not fishbowl, fisheye lens they used at certain times to give you the full like human eye camera view was just too um, secondhand. Like I feel like I'm on a roller coaster and I want to get off, but I can't because it is not a roller coaster. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. I mean, how did how did you guys discover this movie? Like, what what made you pick this one? That's what I'm curious about. How, how did we discover this movie? Why is this on our radar? I forgot how we discovered. Oh, it. I, mean, I saw it in theaters. You oh, it wasn't theaters. Oh, okay, but like literally, how did we find out about it? Like, were we keeping an eye out? Was it because we were? Because I know we love Charlotte Copley, so I think it was that moment in our um, cinema stud history where we were just like. If we liked a director, actor, or writer, we like really looked out for all of their movies and was Shelter Copeland mm-hmm. the result of that? Yeah, okay. I mean, well, for me, when I remember hearing about it, mm-hmm. yeah, the biggest selling point was that it was, was supposed to be like a, a first person shooter as yeah. movie, basically. Yeah. And the whole, the, again, the selling point was that it was all done in a first person perspective. Yeah, I. I remember that. Well, what? Because I don't know how it just kind of just came up on my radar, just somehow. I think other people were reviewing it, and we were curious about it. I never saw it in theaters. I saw it late in streaming mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, well, the first person aspect of it was what made me so curious. I mean, I kind of figured I was going to get those kind of feelings anyway, Lucia. That you were talking about the motion mm-hmm. sickness. I was going to get tired of the wide wide lens, and then there's. I was like, okay, they're going to do a lot of takes and they have to hide everything, the cut, so it's probably going to be a bunch of whip pans. And I was like, I think I'm going to get yeah. something. So, but what were we saying, Alonzo? Well, I was going to say, because this did originate from some music video. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was good. That one got popular around the time, like earlier, like, uh-huh. I think, twenty early 2010. That's right. Yeah, because like, they because they did like a four minute video, right? Of yeah. that, just, where was the music from? I'm like some because I think it's from the same guy. It's like a, the director, a Russian band. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But didn't somebody use a song though in a movie? Yeah, the same band. Oh, or, them? I think the guys else? involved with them. I'm not one. Okay, okay, yeah. Because there, there's a song that the director of this guy is a part of a band, and they use the same idea concept for a music video. Oh. Like sci-fi little um, mm-hmm. black Russian um, crazy locations, and they're teleporting, and they're like, th- there's like a secret to something, and like it's it's interesting, but um, yeah, yeah, th- it's a cool song. It starts, it sound the beginning of it sounds like Ave Maria, and then okay. it turns into like <laughs> heavy metal, right? Is that the one? Oh, <laughs> it, turns, it turns into like rock, which is really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, and yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and the director's from the band, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, so then they made it into a movie. Yeah. yeah, I think it could have lived as a short film. I don't know if it needed a whole hour thirty six. Yeah, but it was cool to like elaborate on it. You know, like I'm very like that's cool that he wanted to elaborate, but I don't feel like it needed an hour thirty six. But I'm glad it's still an indie budget movie because I couldn't see this as a black box office hit it's very it's very bottlenecked into what audiences catered catered for 
So the video game audience and yeah, yeah, right. The video game and the action audience. So like you said, the male oriented, the male oriented. So it's kind, it's kind of easy for the video game audience and the action audience to overlap really easily. It's, it's, kind almost, of like, it's almost a whole circle. It's barely a, a Venn diagram. Oh, no. We're talking like it's a four-circle Venn diagram. <laughs> like, it's some fucking four-leaf clover shit. Like, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, right? But, like, it's like you have your action and parkour enthusiasts. Yes. And you have your music music video and fans of the band who, who you know, the director comes from. Then you have your bloodlust and guts and glory fantasization group and then you have i just want a woman to look at me and she wants to immediately have sex with me group and in the middle of this the common denominator is this film yes so (laughs) (laughs) i I see that just barely like they're barely hinging outside of each other's circle yes exactly it's funny yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no it's it's an interesting though attempt though because i don't think we've really seen the only other time I, if anybody recalls lucia you you as well the only other mm-hmm. attempt i remember of like first person shooter-esque moments was like a scene in doom that old Dwayne the rock johnson movie it was like one of his oh. earliest you remember that movie? It was. It's like it's like one of uh, the Rock's like earliest attempts at breaking out into mainstream cinema. Another male oriented. Another male. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, babes, babes. I'm so sorry, but the only Rock movie I've seen is uh, the one where he's with Hate. It. I think is it not Hate? It's oh, what's her name? What Sophia Maria Pettis? It's the one where, like, he finds out he has a young daughter and he's, like, an NFL, like, Super Bowl oh, champion. Right. And he's, like, that's the one I've seen. Right now, the game, I think. Oh, the game? The game plan? Yes. Oh, the game plan. Is okay. Like, <laughs> oh, I remember. That one. I swear, I thought you were going to say uh, <laughs> Moana. I could have sworn you were going to say Moana. For oh, Moana, no. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Moana, too. <laughs> I love, I love Moana. So, like, yeah, me and Luke were about, to put, were about to put down a paycheck. It's like, it's going to be Moana. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have a new job, Moana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, with the, um, Void too, does the oh, Into the Void does a first yeah. person shooter, especially like the first like 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, really? Oh, like, sure, the movie's like the point of view of the main character. But that one feels yeah. more fluid oh, okay. compared to this oh, one. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, video game-wise, it kind of reminds me, I never played this game, but as a kid, I read it in, like, a Time article, and I was like, I have to play this. And this was, like, back in, like, I think 2013 or something, um, the game called Mirror's Edge, where you're a okay. postal carrier in, like, you know, post-future yeah. society. Yeah, and yeah. it's a very parkour-inspired and everything, and it's very first-person. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gave me that, especially during the parkour scenes, of yeah. course. Yeah, and um, that was my they're, they're like jumping off, and it's clearly like two, three yes. stories, and they like the camera like rolls around, and it's like, oh, geez, yeah. I see blue, green, and then gray. Like, what the heck? That's yeah, like- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but how okay? How far did you make it, Lucia? <laughs> okay, so. Truth be told, I had clearly to stop. Got the brothel, right? Huh? You clearly got past the brothel, or was that different? Oh, oh, mate, I stopped at the brothel. Oh, I, not even at the beginning. 
not even at the beginning. I stopped at our like whole pseudo sixum orgy at the strip ju- at the strip club brothel where Jimmy's like, oh my god, you're late, and he's just like looks totally choked out of his mind. He has like yeah. six, you know, strippers and like various degrees of, you know barely nakedness mm-hmm. um well sorry barely clothedness mm-hmm. uh but yeah at that point I had to ethically I had to no I can't watch this movie anymore <laughs> I had to stop and I also at that point also like leading up to it I was like why am I even watching this because and the reason why I asked myself this is because at that point up until that point the only things that are propelling the little plot we do have um are the characters like Jimmy the British, you know, agent guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our sexy lady scientist, because these are the people who are, you know, verbally telling Henry what's going on and where he has to go. Very much like an NPC, you know, giving your next quest in a video game, which is fine. It's very video game inspired and I can respect that. But in terms of like translating that into a film, it's there needs to be more showing rather than telling. Because if you're just going to tell me, I'd rather read a book about it. Like at that point. Um, or just like have no dialogue. I, do you know what I mean? Like there needs to be more visual storytelling. And yeah. even if this character is mute, regardless of, you know, production reasons or budgeting reasons or whatnot, and they had to fix that into the story, there could have been some kind of like uh, diegetic, like self-narration about what he has to do. Very much like, you know, internal monologue. If they wanted to transport us to like being a first person viewpoint experience in this they could have done the total like oh i have to go over there fuck he's chasing me like a total internal monologue i think that could have worked oh yeah that could um but yeah ethically Hmm. that would have been nice yeah but ethically i had to stop at the brothel brothel scene it wasn't gonna change it wasn't gonna change everything you saw was about um again in different locations with different uh environments Mm-hmm. It, so with with different weapons so yeah yeah like you're navigating me from point a to point b like cool but like there were too many instances of that where it's like there needs to be more inventiveness to try to fill up fill uh the time that you're trying to clearly fill up with but i will say it did pretty well and it's editing especially like smash cut editing especially when um he's like landing on different buildings and stuff or like rushing downstairs i like that they smash cut that with the same movement to a completely different scene or like let's say he's at the fourth floor he's already at the first floor in the next cut i think they did the smash cuts very well because i barely noticed them but i was also like oh like they already moved but like this feels really natural because of the whole brush already so they did that part pretty well i will say all right yeah uh any of the strengths of the movies that you you want to kind of champion Oh. It just, so, it's just so that we're not 100% shitting on the movies right now. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, yeah. Because, the, the, are you guys surprised? Wait, I, unless I missed it in my rewatch. Um, uh, I was surprised that, was there a moment where he looked at a mirror and, like, it was the only time we saw him or something? Or no? Not until the, near the end. Near the end, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was I, I, I was hoping for multiple moments of that. I think the well, yeah. I don't, know, I, I don't you don't care about spoilers, but yeah, I don't. The point, <laughs> the point was that <laughs> the point was that the I guess whatever Henry is supposed to be Charlton Copley's character, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. that's the reason. Like I guess Charlton Copley's keeps like bothering him and mm-hmm. keep 
helping him out basically mm-hmm. because he's one of them right yeah basically yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping he was going to be like a different variation of them where it was like oh this is um because they really throw him in the ringer um you didn't yeah. see it but but you, you you saw that uh uh targaryen uh knockoff uh x-men yeah, the the guy that could telekinetically uh, pick up people and oh yeah yeah he was okay, like a, this he was is like what a I wrote Aryan and X Men yes okay wait but this is what I wrote when we were first introduced to him I was like and this is verbatim as to what I wrote Russian villain is as if you put Johnny Depp the Johnny Depp villain from the Fantastic Beasts movie where he's like Grindelwald yeah. as if you put Grindelwald. Anakin Skywalker and the Joker in a blender and you got him because there was too many like and then I was also confused because the actor looks like Nick Kroll and Bill Hader so I'm like is it one of them or is it just some unnamed actor who with all the yeah it's the facial structure but it was just it was too many characters at once and then his Russian accent at one point sounded like Heath Ledger's Joker especially when he starts doing like the oh, whole I didn't hear that. play yeah, I, no, I heard it. He I, I, I just kept hearing, or I just kept seeing Game of Thrones rejects and over and over in my head. Like, yeah, oh, just... totally. Yeah, he could have been like fourth cousin removed that you meet yeah. at like some random <laughs> family reunion, like yeah. on the Asada, and you're like, like, I guess you're my cousin. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I swear, uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure he probably tried to uh, audition every season, and every season they say no to him. That's how yeah. I feel. Totally. I kept his wig for his like second or third audition as a Targaryen. <laughs> Absolutely. I love um, yeah, we're uh we're we're pushing forward. <laughs> uh yeah, we meet uh we meet the wife and then and then just a flimsy excuse. Oh, his uh, voice uh, whatever is not working. So yeah. we're mute, but there's no internal dialogue. And uh, yeah, it's all visual storytelling. And then we're in the sky, and uh, not in the sky. Excuse me. We're uh, we're ambushed. It's all violence, and uh, yeah, we have our Targaryen reject, and yeah, uh, they escape. And yeah, I mean, did, were, were there aspects of it that you thought were like cool? like the fact that the science uh, facility was like had all these like cryogenic bodies of Marines, and that they were in the sky that. They uh, anything like that? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think where I want to start first. I mean, even from the opening scene, and this is from the animation standpoint, where we have the very opening scene where we have the kids like supposedly bullying young Henry, hardcore Henry, um, and they throw the little robot toy against the wall. Again, very low budget film, but somehow <laughs> they put the budget into pretty semi-adequate cgi but like the kind of quality that belonged in like this first spy kids movie kind of thing especially with the thumb people yeah so i'm just like okay like it's a little laughable now but it's doing a you know a decent job and just navigating story um but what was i gonna say it was just like like those moments were fine i didn't really care for uh the whole like kind of worm, worm's eye view and we have like this weird like arm apparatus when he's first getting his mm-hmm. uh, bionic attachments like that part was like okay I was kind of expecting more I guess like a lead 
particular into like how he got there or even just backstory into like how he and his wife air quotes met but all she does she's like this is gonna hurt a bit don't let your hands okay squeeze the apple like and then at that point too as she's like inching closer to him I'm like this looks me is feeling like first person camera view porno because she's just like I'm sexy and a lab coat and you're my husband you know but then she's also like but you don't remember me so it's like is she really the evil scientist and he he was the victim and she's trying to like you know do a whole dark like you know mind trick on him like i don't know i mean lucia do you find her to be insidious or no like do you trust her that she has good intentions or no because oh spoil it because it was also weird that at the weird at the building he went to where he has to go i forget what other bionicle guy he was supposed to go after that jimmy told him but the one that had the battery pack behind the heart and all of a sudden she's like oh my god henry like look out and she comes on the screen and it's like how did you know he was there what is the evil guy gonna do also it was totally a distraction so the robot whatever guy can get up so yeah spoil it for me what she's evil for sure right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tell yeah. <her> <laughs> yeah, not only is she evil, but she's the Targaryen's reject girlfriend. Girlfriend, they're in love. She's in love with the Targaryen reject. And then there's like, a, oh. and it's all programmed too, apparently. All that mm-hmm. things you saw in the beginning was just to make other hardcore all, enemy all, people. All the, all the, the copies. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I was starting to suspect something because when she's like, Oh my god, he wants to make an army. And then there's uh, one of the bodies also has a missing left leg, like a stump, which I noticed. And I was like, that's weird that we also have another body with a missing left leg stump. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she just didn't seem like, she's just too weird. And like, I just didn't like that part. There was another point I wanted to bring up that I forgot. Oh, it's gonna eat at me and I can't remember, but I'll remember later. But yeah, it was just like it was just a very strange film. I don't know how to feel about it, but it was just I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. It's the same because it's I mean it's admirable that this movie like uh attempts this, but it's it's definitely um uh, it has its flaws. I mean it it's it's really yeah. cool. it, it tried, but you know, like how it many definitely can really say? you know, try, went out of their way, you know, developed a budget and then figured it all out. Um, yeah. In particular style, visual style, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of will kind of wish that they put more time and effort in the writing for the, a little bit. A little totally. Bit. Absolutely. Cause I'm also like, you can't just mask cool camera movements and editing and also blood, gory and guts um for like the poor excuse of plot because it's like i don't know how did he get there like i need the whole like wolverine origins breakdown if you're gonna have him uh show up in a cryo chamber like i'm expecting the whole like adamantium backstory at that point right or something similar but it was also like um it failed to like also it took me until the civilian the first scene of civilians that we see to establish that they're in russia i was just like okay russian evil supervillains, but then there's no sense of time or location until we see that crowd. And what was funny is that 
all these extras are like, are you okay? Like to Henry when like, you know, he's crashing. I'm like, aren't they like afraid? Like this guy just fucking like blew out of nowhere, has metal fucking knuckles yeah, and is with a corpse always. So it's like, girl, I'd be running in the other direction. But what's funny is that. I, I would these, not be sticking around to find out at all. Right. Like, I'm not going to fuck around. people get shot, too. They... Yeah, okay. That first scene was so funny is that there's, like, a, a male extra in the back. And then after just the first shot, he he's standing and he just goes, this completely straight face. Because he was just, like, waiting for the cue of to duck down. So, like, the extras didn't do too good of a job facial acting or pretending like they were actually in the real scene. It yeah. was just like they just needed people at this location yeah. at this specific time in the camera log, and then they could keep going. And then, and then they literally, it felt like they pulled people off the street and just told them, "Hey, want to be in the scene?" And that was it. Because oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm not hanging so around. I'm like literally, right, which like I'm all here. for like candid filmmaking, but at the same time, uh-huh. yeah, like no. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's funny that there's a little crowd and then like one or two of them get shot and then there's a whole bus uh, of people mm-hmm. get burned alive and it's just, yeah, it's just a lot. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Also, weird thing in the bus scene where I think it's Jimmy who's like telling Henry like he has to go find the other robot guy and take out the battery pack from behind the heart and everything. And all of a sudden he goes, that's the gayest jacket I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? And I'm like, this movie was made in 2016. Yeah. And then he like, you know, pops his head out the window and is like, hey, dude, I love your jacket. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, I thought we left the word gay to describe something dumb or stupid. And I don't even know if he meant to say it's a cool jacket. But I yeah. thought we left using the word gay as an adjective back in like 2008. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 was a little jarring as well. And then he, yeah, yeah. and then he did that. He pulled it. He, then he opened up the window and he's like, "I love your jacket. Where'd you get?" And then he's literally holding your flamethrower. And he's totally, <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, okay, was now that, I remember what I was. Do you, oh, sorry, do you think that was the point? Did you I say think so. Point? I felt. I felt like he wanted. I feel like they probably needed some kind of vocal cue to motivate this whole like silver geometric jacket person. But was it the appropriate word? Absolutely not. <laughs> he could have put more thought into it. He, he could have said. Um, he could have just said, "What the fuck is that?" Like literally. Yeah, like that's the most, like that's the most dumb fucking jacket I've ever seen, or whatever <laughs> correct grammar adjective. And then being like, "Dude, I love your jacket." Like they could have done a Mean Girls thing out of it, right? Like, yeah. oh my god, I love your skirt. Would you get it? Like. <laughs> Oh my god! I hate you. I love your sweater or something. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, also, I remember what I was gonna say about our sexy lady scientist turning out evil. I thought something was weird when the synopsis of the movie at the bottom of the Tubi window said something like, "Oh, Henry, like we follow an amnesiac uh, warrior as he as his supposed like was this woman who's supposed to be his wife." gets abducted by like an army and i'm like what you just say his wife or supposed wife not woman who said it, it's his wife so i thought that was weird already so to me you're not doing a good job of enticing people yeah absolutely um but speaking of because since this whole movie is in first person camera 
Um, it's a cool trick. In my opinion, it's a cool trick to have it when the scene calls for it, especially like for the parkour scene mm-hmm. or he's running away, things like that. Um, but I don't think it was, I don't really think it was necessary to have it for the entire movie, but I get that that's the whole appeal behind the movie. I think they could have done something different where, I don't know if you guys see Children of Men. I haven't yet. I know some scenes, it's been on my watch list forever. But in Children of Men, the camera is motivated as if it's a side character along with the main characters. Um, and there's a car chase scene where all the characters get into the car and the car- and you as the camera, you feel like you're sitting in the car in the passenger seat, turning your head and looking at the three characters sitting behind them. And then that scene in particular is a whole one shot. Um, but it's so well done because you feel like you're running alongside them, like you're dodging bullets. And I feel like they could have done something like that for Hardcore Henry. But again, I get it for budget. But at the same time, like, I think it could have been doable. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would have been easier, especially to avoid like the whole motion sickness and the combination of like the fisheye lens um, and just too much motion. And I think also just being too physically, like the camera being physically too close to like, really gory scenes especially when the guy gets his entire head blown off and he's just like a half carcass like that was too much that was not too much for me until we got to like the whole beating heart and like his hands are bloody and he's trying to like unravel the cords I was like gagging a little bit because it was just it was too much I'm already getting getting shivers um but yeah so okay too. Um, I love that. What? What? Um. Because we backtrack a little bit. What? What else do you remember from this movie? At least from. Because Lucy is highlighting a lot of things. Yeah, I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> do you like uh, remember? Because actually, I think it's kind of an easy movie to remember. Yeah. Only. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just obvious that the writing is really wasn't the main intention of the movie. Yeah. No, it really feels doesn't mean. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think the whole point was the selling point is just it's literally like a video game as a feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's just the, the action is just like the highlight of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even then, like, but Charlotte Copley, I'll say, I love was him. like the most, yeah. He was, like, I love most, him in this movie. <laughs> he just went like all out. In he really performance. did. <laughs> he would just went, he played like how many characters? Like more than ten. <laughs> more than ten. Like he play, he definitely played like a dozen characters. Yeah. I think he's the best part about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I I, I think so the same for me. Yeah. It's the first person I expect and Charlton Coplay. We still love Charlton Coplay, right? I mean from District Nine. <laughs> I like how you guys are standing. <laughs> we, we totally destroyed Chappie, but I love Charlotte Copeland. Uh, I love Chappie. You love Chappie. Chappie. We destroyed the. If you listen to the uh, review, we absolutely wrecked it. I need to listen to it. That's the one review I haven't yet, but I loved Chappie. It was so good. Okay. <laughs> like, what's funny is that at the time I watched it, I was I was with my then boyfriend at the time. Uh-huh. And he wanted to do the whole Netflix and chill. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Dev Patel is on. And he's caring for this robot. Like, I'm more concerned about this robot than kissing you right now. It's like, there's a time and place, babe. I'm watching Chappie. Um, but yeah, Chappie was so good. Um, Look, that's funny. Hold on, I'm yeah. sorry. I can, literally, I can just literally, like, as Hugh Jackman's talking to Dev Patel, 
And he was like, don't fucking touch me. I'm just, just watching No, that. I legit had to do that. It's, like, it's definitely not the first movie I had to be that. We're like, babe, yeah. I really want to watch this movie. <laughs> we'll do that later. <laughs> um, yeah, but I could totally see this film as like the film you watch because you love that one actor in it. And it's not really that good, but you just want to watch it for their screen time. Yeah. Because I've definitely done that. I feel like that's where it'd be more essential, but like as a, oh, I want to watch this movie because it's fun. I don't I, see myself. I've, I've never had that thought. Like, well, I want to watch this movie. I, I, it's literally like when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, it's nice seeing Charlotte Copley on the big screen again. Like, it's this not like I forget, like he has, he has a ton of range. Like, where is he? Goodness. Yeah. Is he like still or not? Is he stopping? That's another movie he's working on. Okay. I don't remember what it is. Golly, because I, I was excited for him to blow up. And then he just kind of didn't. So I, I don't know. I hope this movie didn't detriment his. I mean, he could have blown up in different uh, cinema well, scenes, not necessarily the American one. So he's just more of a character actor. He is a character actor. And I'll say he's just like in this movie in general. It's like, I mean, we're already describing it. It's like obviously there's a specific audience to it. Yeah. 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 This movie. Yeah, that's the reason I'm still like sort of like have some admiration of this movie. <laughs> it's just like more of a cult movie. It, it, yeah, a, it is. It's it's a a modern, it, like, it, it, it is one of the modern day cult films. Yeah, that's why. That's like the main reason why I still like. I guess yeah, admire it, even though I'm not like yeah, like 100 in love with it. And so just personally, I just admire just how like bizarre and different. Yeah, and even though like you guys mentioned, like they they don't they don't 100 accomplish their ambition, but mm-hmm. they still did it. Either way. Yeah, they still. I mean, they 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 still tried their hardest. But no matter what I see, those those fight scenes, I still are like. Whoa, they're like still finding new ways to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they find new ways to make my stomach hurt. That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's what happens. Yeah, because you you don't like violence, right? You right. Well, this is a thing. I can do some violence. I mean, I can sit through a Tarantino film. I can yeah. do oh, yeah. like I love when violence calls for it, kind of thing, or it's used as the plot device. Ergo, like you know, Twin Peaks. Uh, finding a tiny there's like a scene in Twin Peaks the show uh, where they find a tiny newspaper clipping under um, the victim's fingernail and it's like kind of bloody I mean there's other parts too but personally it also depends on like your personal levels of how you can do deal with gore I can do with like decently medium average bloody stuff but if you show me something that's like Grey's Anatomy surgically clean like like very like like you know it's uh what's the word sanitized viewing of gore like let's say like a hospital scene and like they're like experimenting on people i can't do that it 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 just makes my stomach churn in a way that like i possibly can't do that which is very strange it's very opposite but that's entire deal with horror alonso Mm -hmm. loves horror (laughs) gores okay he's conditioned me to be okay with like horror horror gore (laughs) Yeah, me and Alonso, we're okay with the gore because we, uh, yeah, we watch pretty bad movies. I know. You're, you're welcome to leave now. <laughs> or you can tell us your, uh, because I'm not sure how much else you can uh, contribute. Oh, nah, at this point, we're, we're good. We're chilling. We okay, can cool. keep going. All right. Then you, if you want to, uh, let, um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much, there's a big fight in the end. I mean, what else do you want to talk about? We could record this later in a bit. Because, <laughs> 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 if there's anything else you want to talk about, I don't 
There is some interesting stuff, like when he starts fighting himself, like a bunch of different shelter co-plays. What? Yeah, there's a really good scene. Yeah, he starts fighting himself because they think, wait, what do they think? That he went haywire or that he's uh, he was uh, infiltrated? Okay. Love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that he's tracked and they took him to his base because they were looking for it. And he literally fights like a World War II version of himself. <gasps> what else? There's like a punk. Version. There's a punk version of himself, which is super dope. Oh, Gilly. What was that team? The... Oh, a Gilly suit version yeah. of himself, which is silly. Uh, oh like, like, like a like a preppy boy looking one, right? Yeah. With like with like hair super done and like uh, the glasses. Um, yeah, that's wild. Like almost like a. There's that part when the fetus looking thing falls down. Oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was like a fetus version of himself just totally collapsed through the roof. Were they trying to do like a train spotting reference with um you know how you and McGregor and train spotting hits yeah. the baby crawling on the ceiling yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, super no. high? It, it was weird. It was like showing demonstrating how many different copies of there were and there were some like being developed still. And, Ooh. Yeah, and it, no, he uses somebody's like face to smash into it, right? Or something like that. I forgot. Like they break a giant pod, like in Rick and Morty, where they're holding just different clubs of themselves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I forget what's the moment. And, and then there's a real version of himself that's uh in a wheelchair, in a wheelchair completely paralyzed from the neck down. That's yeah. why he uses all those copies. Yeah, and that's why he's using all those different copies of Charlton Copley. And, oh. and and there's a moment where um, they find him again. They have all these vans of people showing up with guns and all the different versions of himself that he defeated um, go out and try to take them out tactically. And they have to protect the body of the actual scientist. Yeah. It's um, so, the, so, the, so the OG. So basically yeah. all the duplicate. It's kind of like when you duplicate too many files on your desktop <laughs> and you're trying to find, you're trying to protect the original one. <laughs> It literally turns into like a, an actual like video game mission where you're supposed to protect someone that's isolated on an elevator and you have to go oh. down all these flights of floors and clear out all the enemies. Yeah. Speaking gets- of elevators, it kind of reminds me because I just watched Free Guy recently and I loved Free Guy. Would not think <laughs> would not think I would love it, but I love it. So, that's what I love so much telling me the other day too. Oh really? We're talking about like I feel like they could have done something with hardcore Henry. They could have done like you know showing the actual like kind of video game interface where it's like oh go to this mission side quest power up. Like they could have done something to make it more like obviously it's a video game, but like let's actually make it feel like we're controlling the character. Yeah, I mean, wasn't the point that he's supposed to be yeah. um, it's like a cold now an NPC Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. An MTC. Oh, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like true. I mean, of course it's its own unique like plot and like its rules within like their world building, but I feel like they could have done something similar with Hardcore Henry. At least in terms of like oh, feeling hardcore Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like feeling like it feels like a video game. Like yeah. more homage to it. Yeah, because it's supposed to feel yeah. like a Grand Theft Auto, right? Like a giant online where it's mostly players, but then there's a few NPCs like Free Guy, like the Ryan Reynolds character. Yeah, exactly. 
So, and then the whole thing is that Ryan Reynolds becomes too omnipotent and then he steals the glasses, which are supposed to be. Uh, so the characters that wear the glasses are the ones that are the actual like humans, uh, main characters, whatever, playable characters. And his NPC becomes too self-aware and he's like, I need to get myself one of those glasses. I could do stuff with those glasses. And he, once he puts them on, he realizes that his world is not the same kind of thing. It's like the the whole like self-awareness. Um, but yeah, I feel like applying that to Hardcore Henry, like there could have been something like more, I don't know, plot driven, like feeling like not having to reveal the very little plot that there is like especially like with the big fight scene but something like you know rotating weapons like oh equipped pliers or whatever to squish somebody's nose okay that whole scene in the elevator where he's like <laughs> holding the bot the henchman <laughs> by the nose oh, that hurts so bad and as someone who has nasal problems already Oh my God. <laughs> it was too close to home. Too close to home. This movie attacked. Well, it's also a, yeah, it's like breathing. Yeah, no, it attacked me. I was personally victimized by it. <laughs> oh man, you had no escape from this movie. Just <laughs> no, oh, no release. Oh, no they're shooting each other. He can't breathe. There was no. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in terms of like physical bodily reaction to a film, on a scale of you know, nothing to Dark Knight. Um, this was like maybe a two. And two is very mild. Yeah. Two is like white people spicy. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, oh, like I feel something, but it's okay. Mm, it's like, sir, this is mayo. Like it's yeah. <laughs> this is tapatio. You'll be okay. <laughs> so yeah. if we had the power, what would we change? Will we make this movie? What would you get? What do you guys think? Um, hmm, it's a good question because we really can't talk more about this movie without literally saying, "Oh, it's the fight in this room, and it's the fight with this person." And then that last fight is pretty crazy. Yeah. It went balls to the wall, like, oh, yeah. like he's just fighting like a hundred different people at the same time. It's crazy. It feels like the end of a level, the end of a game. Yeah, which I like. I like that suspense. Like I felt like. They could have honestly cut out a lot and just kept it, kept that fight scene as the bigger climax and not just like the last 20 minute kind yeah, of honestly, climax. It been better just as a short film. Literally, maybe just that third act was the short film. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, if we were to change anything, yeah, I just, I mean, I was just um, really enough, I would just say less plot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, again, it's like the selling point is to make it a video game-esque move. Yeah, honestly, you'd think it would have been a lot better if it was just more uh, disjointed. Like, he's literally opening up. Like, the way the movie opens up in a Skylab, and then literally mm. it ends, and he's literally in an underwater base. And then he, like, kind of wakes up again. It's like, oh, man, thank goodness you survived that laser attack. And then it's... They're in an underwater base. There's <laughs> just sharks and uh, reefs go uh, above them, and you can clearly see it because it's glass. Mm. Crazy, and it's like, oh no, we're being ambushed again, or whatever. And then, and then a crazy fight scene, and then again it closes, and then it opens up again. Yeah, I feel like we're in space now. I feel like, 
Yeah, I feel like disjointed would work super well, especially if you establish it, like, because the film established early on this character's an amnesiac. Um, and I feel like that would have worked super well, especially because we had so many scenes in which he had um, kind of like the camera glitching thing, like to show that, like, you know, his eyeball feed is not working properly. Like, I feel like they could have done more of that disjointedness or just, you know, mishmash editing. I think one thing I would change is just hiring video game writers, especially because compared to video games now, the writing department is very, you know, top tier. They could have done something with that. No, I I think if they just literally held off on, they could have just interviewed a few uh, video game writers, because what are they doing? They're They're not busy. No, that's the that's the developers of the that's that's the that's the tech people. What what are video game writers really busy doing? I, I don't even know. I'm not even aware. Writing books. Writing books. There you go. Yeah, they have, I know, but like like literally they can't put that on oh. pause. You know, like <laughs> okay maybe but god they don't have a weekend to give or like an evening like a free evening like he literally could have hit up like two to five different video game writers and just like hey yeah. i have this idea and uh you know uh, you know what, what, what do you think about this plot or you know development and another thing i just really thought of it now that you mentioned it because because i think it's like the game does try to be something like doom mm-hmm. and i'll just say just in general like yeah i just don't have any like the the misogynistic parts in the movie. Yeah, because it really uh, yeah. it just feels it just feels more pointless than anything. Than any than any than any kind of like revelation of character really. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just, just, I mean, like, oh yeah, no, it's all pointless. Because yeah, because sausage party. Yeah, because yeah, it could be at least like gone from I don't know like oh misogynistic person. Oh well, this misogynistic person has to have a partner that's a lady and she saves his life and you know he turns into like, something like that you know just something yeah like i said just yeah all i was saying yeah no no, no. i mean it sounds weird and no, erotic yeah. But. <laughs> yeah i mean should, a lot of it is just super catered to male audience which i guess it's fine we live in a patriarchal society for so long and hopefully it'll be equal but like you know what i mean but like I agree. It was too sausage party. The few women we saw are like either, you know, poorly two, compelling pot, two the pot, or and then like yeah, like twelve that were extras in the one brothel. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. I also said yeah, they should just make it. Uh, you know, what, how do you say? They like, just make it homeboy erotic. They should have just satirized it. When. Well, I was thinking specifically like Charlotte Cope, especially near the end. Oh, okay. But yeah, but I mean, like more consistently throughout. I don't know. Like, I guess it, I meant like nothing funny. but male actors, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of been funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, white I, I male just actors. The writing, just the writing for me, like we just discussed. I think that's really it. I think he could have literally yeah. just talked to a few video game writers. I don't think a screenwriter would really help him. But like, a well, game. honestly, video game writers are kind of like related to screen and TV and animation. They are. I mean, everyone's trained in storyboarding. A lot of these folks are jumping in between different kinds of projects, so they know they know their shit. Like, I feel like it could have totally worked better. Lucia, was everything you said everything you would change? Yeah, I'm at, honestly, I'm at peace. I have nothing else to yeah. say. <laughs> 
I like, will watch just... movie, be free. Just say. Yeah. <laughs> I've said what I needed to say. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It, it, it's an interesting. It's an interesting piece of media, and it uh, definitely encapsulates uh, an audience. And yeah. I'm not arguing with them. I just think yeah. it could have been a little better, and it would have. I think it would have pulled it out of cult classic territory, and would have nudged it more into like underrated gem, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it's just kind of like it's a weird B movie cult classic. I could see this as like a loose reference to try to make it better for like student films or like future films in the beginning, where they're like probably a filmmaker being like, oh, I remember Hardcore Henry. There was so much shit I wanted to change about it. I'm going to do that 10 times better for my own film. Like, I could see that as, like, a building block of, like, yeah. this was an attempt. Yeah. And you can make it better kind of it, thing. It, it almost feels like the unsuccessful Tarantino ripoffs everyone tries to make, you know? Like, like, like what? Fiction, you know, like crazy non-narrative, a bunch of action. Oh, yeah. The story's kind of in her, in her loop. Like it kind of feels like this was this movie could be that, but I really haven't seen it being tackled again, honestly, since it's yeah. I mean, I can't say it's a Tarantino level kind of film, but it is kind of that action blood gore kind of level. Yeah, like it'd be crazy to hear some filmmaker in the future say, "Yeah, my inspiration for some of these scenes were Hardcore Henry," and I'm just yeah. oh. I'm going to be old, an old man by then. <laughs> <laughs> the prophecy we made is true. Or <laughs> the prophecy's fulfilled. <laughs> Cinema studs was right. <laughs> but yeah, as foretold. As foretold. As foretold, exactly. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, then, and then what else is that it? Just like kind of it? I mean, I guess my final piece would be I, I think the director made what he wanted. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. He definitely. He was like. He had a. He had a hundred percent creative control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I think that's the beauty of low budget. It's like you can do whatever the fuck you want, like for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, next thing. What's our next thing? Uh, yeah. This is stand the test of time. Huh? Not for me. It's a it's a no. It's a no with a heart, like very Simon Cowell yeah. from me. <laughs> Can't do it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Alrighty, Loza. Does it? No. Oh um, yeah, like, again, like I mentioned, it's gonna be. A, it's. It, I think it is already a cult I, film. It already has its fans. I think. Does it? I've never heard anyone. <laughs> Yeah, that's why it's a cult movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a cult movie because only the cults talk about it. Like, are there um, screenings of this? Or were there before we really are the pandemic yet? Okay. But it's just more like, yeah, like you just see people. You just see people really just randomly like, loving it. Like, oh, this movie. I've like, I'm pretty sure if I, if I looked at the trailer of this movie, I would see fresh comments. And just being like, oh, I love this movie. Why does nobody talk about it? Like, yeah, I think I would For see sure. those movies. Yeah, like, like the like it weirdly has like recent, like months ago, weeks ago, kind of comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Um. Already. Uh, I think I think it will because it's so novel and so very niche that uh, it sticks out like a sore thumb, which is why we wanted to talk about it because I mean. 
It sticks out like a sore, swollen thumb with yeah, injury, it, it, but it does. Yeah. It, it does. Like it's swelling from. Yeah. yeah. Like that hand has scurvy. Like that's how much it's swelling <laughs> and feeling for me. Yeah. And it's trying to so. be cool and it's upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. yeah like. it's hanging upside down with the same pliers. Uh, pretty yeah. baby. So that's what's, that's what's going on. Yeah. Alrighty, cool. Uh, we did it, y'all. I think that was our shortest review ever. <laughs> Dude, world record. We should like have an Olympic competition to see <laughs> shortest and longest cinema studs episode. I think that would be funny. Right, Lolo, uh, why don't you let the crew and the and the audience know what we're reviewing next? The month of May, we're gonna review the Nice Guys. Hey, Shane Black's hey. Nice Guys. That's gonna be a good one. I'm excited for that one. Dope. Oh, Aaron's not gonna be at all. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. It's fine. He's not invited. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I took that personally, please. The podcast and in the house. That's funny. No. Yeah, only the real ones showed up today. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, let's uh, give everybody our handles. Um, but I'll go for it. Follow me uh, Alonso one seventeen one thousand at Insta and Letterbox. And you can follow me at Lucia Ventura AA. That's three A's at the end on Instagram. And you can find my website and all other links through there as well. And then, yeah, go ahead and uh, follow the production and the uh, and the podcast on Instagram, uh, Cinema Studs Podcast on IG, and the Artinas Productions. Uh, yeah, we uh, we announced it there too. And uh, and you can follow your host at Alent V Martinez. I want to rebrand to Chicano Stub, but I haven't committed yet to it. Let's do it. Yeah, I should. I should. I should definitely do it. But I feel like I gotta come up with like a, with like a new. Because I love that drawing that my profile picture. Oh, that I did. <laughs> so I kind of want to commission you to make me like a Chicano Stub. Dude, let me know. Yeah. I'll be opening okay. commissions very soon. So I'll, oh yeah. I'll okay. Cool. So yeah. yeah. I have the money now. So. So. <laughs> yeah. If any listeners want to commission me. Also, let me know. Yes, her work yeah. is very good. I'm, I'm, I, I love it when you do that. I hate for oh, it. you're too kind. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, follow the, follow the whole crew. We got some talented uh, people here. So yeah, including Lucia, Alonso as well, uh, Aaron with his illustrations, uh, Alex and Matt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that'll be it for today, y'all. Bye. Bye. Take care.